0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
1: did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about?
2: Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man.
1: The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. On today's show, I'm Guy Benson. In New York City, I'll be back tomorrow for the show in D.C., but before that, Gutfeld tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern, Fox News Channel, America's Newsroom tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, Fox News Channel. Our website here, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast is free every day. Now, we referenced this before the break. We had talked a little bit about NFL football with Hemmer last hour. I saw the news earlier today that the NFL has decided to totally blow up their All-Star game, the Pro Bowl event, and effectively replace the game with something totally different. They're not going to do a full-contact game between the AFC and the NFC All-Stars or Pro Bowlers moving forward, at least for now. Instead, they're going to play flag football and week-long skills competitions, and they're going to call it and brand it the Pro Bowl games instead of the Pro Bowl game itself. And I will confess, as someone who's a bit of a sports fan, I do not like all-star games. I'm not interested in them. The one that I'll occasionally watch is the Major League Baseball one, although I wouldn't watch it last year because of what MLB did to Atlanta and that whole political nonsense. The hockey, it's just like a video game. NBA video game, and I will tell you, I have literally never watched a Pro Bowl, ever. Zero interest. I'll watch some regular season stuff. I'll watch the postseason in particular. No interest in the Pro Bowl. So I can't even say that I'm mad about this because they're changing something that I don't watch anyway. I just think it's even less appealing now. But maybe I'm wrong. Dan is much more of an NFL fan than I am. Dan, do you have any strong reaction to what the NFL is doing here?
2: So I never really cared too much about the Pro Bowl. I like some of the other All-Star games, but not as much in the NFL. Um, In the last few years, it became two-hand touch anyways, so it wasn't very fun to watch. It's kind of fun to see the guys on the same team and throwing to each other this quarterback that. But I don't really care that much. I do think, though, that it is important, like, saying this guy's, like, a 10-time Pro Bowler, and it kind of, like, adds to that thing. So it kind of takes away from that moving forward. So it's like a barometer for how good a guy was in his career. Um, but I don't really care if a guy is, is like the ten-time tire-throwing champion in one of these right. like events or something like that. So it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything for me.
1: Now, Christine, you're a brand new football fan. Obviously, you are now very passionate. You're a hardcore NFL fan, having never watched any football your whole life. That has all changed just a few weeks ago. By the way, how are your Lions doing? Not so great. Yeah, did they lose another crushing game after? Teasing you yesterday and then losing like they always do? They sure did. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about my advice not to adopt them as your team? Pretty good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but what about the Bills? I was leaning oh. towards the Bills.
1: Uh-oh. Did you see the video of the coordinator up in the booth <laughs> losing his mind and, like, trashing the booth at the end of the game?
3: That's that's like me when someone cancels on this show. You should yes. see the
1: outrage. I <laughs> can't <laughs> confirm. <laughs> when, a, when a guest cancels last minute, you cookies breaking stuff, throwing things, Ugh, you have to figure out other ways to get your negative energy out. That's you right. could like join like a, a boxing gym or something. Where do you think the mama's juice is for? Oh, I see. Drinking is your coping mechanism. Um, I, I, I have money
3: it. on the game tonight again.
1: You're betting on football again. I feel
3: good about this one tonight.
1: Well, you always feel good about your bets.
3: But I actually spoke to, like, an actual sports reporter here, and he gave me confidence that I was in the right direction.
1: And you're betting against the Giants. I sure am. Hmm.
2: I, I had to t- teach her what a parlay was today, mm-hmm. so that was kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, my that. husband said, thank you, Dan.
1: <laughs> I'm going to again reiterate my position that you should not be betting on sports, especially a sport that you... Have yet to master, I think, is a, a fair way. Of but I need it. money. Yeah, but you can also lose money, as you already have, actually, in this exact endeavor.
3: So Bobby tried to have this whole talk with me this weekend about like overspending. So a, a few packages came, and he, I, they're in by my desk because oh. he wants me to return them. I just need the make, money.
1: You'll make it up by gambling. Mm-hmm. This never goes a bad way. Never heard this story before. It'll work out fine. Don't you worry, Christine. Good life choices as usual. Uh, I won't ask you about the Pro Bowl. I feel like you probably have never seen a Pro Bowl before. No, I, I just in, learned
3: about it today, actually. Yeah,
1: In fairness, I also have never seen a Pro Bowl because it's boring and lame. Instead, I want to ask you about Wait, this. but
3: I have an opinion about it. Okay. I uh, Good. Let's do away with that. I don't need my players risking it in a game that means nothing. Can you bet on a Pro Bowl?
2: I'm sure you can.
3: Oh. No, I'm sticking with no. No, 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 no. There
2: are tons of prop bets for the Pro Bowl, and it's kind of fun, to a be what? honest. Prop bets.
3: What is that? So what's that?
2: Like little things, like coin toss, like if it's going to be heads or tails, you could bet on things like that. You can
1: bet on all sorts of little, tiny, micro things over the course of an event like, you know, Super Bowl stuff. I think I've heard sometimes they'll even have bets on whether the national anthem will last more than a certain amount of time. That's a big one. Yeah.
3: I, I want to I bet on the game.
1: Yeah. Well, just that's how it starts, Christine. Let's check back in a few months and see how desperate you are. I want to completely change gears, though. What I wanted to ask you about, Christine, was not the NFL stuff, not the Pro Bowl, but instead this story, and I can't decide whether it's heartwarming or heartbreaking, but it's kind of a little bit of both, out of Canada. The gist of the story is a mother and father were told, sort of like a a parent's nightmare, I would imagine, that... Of their four children, doctors told them that three of them have this rare genetic disorder that the doctors believe will eventually cause three of their four kids to go completely blind by middle age. And so it's degenerative, and the doctors believe that by middle age, these kids, three of the four of them, will not be able to see at all. Now, miraculously, according to one of these stories, one of the kids shows no signs of the disorder developing or progressing, which is good news, but two of the other kids do have this issue. And if the doctors are right, at some point, hopefully decades from now, they won't be able to see. And so this was a gut punch for the parents who were very, very upset about this for all the obvious reasons. And one of the pieces of advice that they got from doctors and experts was just flood your children at a young age with lots and lots of videos and photographs of everything you can imagine, so they can see as many things as possible to imprint those memories on their brain, and that will help them later in life as they can't see anymore. They'll have been exposed to so many things. So, you know, buy photo books and all this kind of thing. And the mother said, in that moment, something clicked, and they just decided that they were going to spend the early years of their kids' lives, traveling extensively and showing them everything the world can possibly offer in sort of an upbeat, positive, happy way. And they have been, as a family unit, crisscrossing the globe, experiencing life in this sort of incredible, joyful way. One of the stories that I read at Yahoo News, it started with a lead where they're in Bali, and they're going to see elephants and all this kind of thing. It's great that this family has the means to do this. I think this is such a proactive and wonderful way to address something that is so tragic and scary. And as a parent, Christine, I just wonder how this story hit you this
3: This is heartbreaking. Um, what these parents are doing for these children is absolutely amazing because ugh, i I can't even imagine just what they're going through. But, to fill their children's head up, you know, with images and that, that they will look back on and be able to, you know, drop in their own mind is, is a gift that, oh my God, I, it's very, very hard to
1: think yeah. about this. So they're doing this year-long world tour. <sighs> Namibia, I mean, they're going all over the place. And the quote from the mother is, we're determined to fill their visual memories with nice souvenirs. So that once they're blind, they'll have so many nice pictures in their heads that they can refer back to. And it's sort of amazing what a creative way to deal with this. The photos, as I said, as you look at them, are actually wonderful. It's the family experiencing life together and basically cementing these snapshots in their forming minds that hopefully later in life will be something they can draw on when, if, and when, and we pray it doesn't happen, this disease takes its course. But I saw it and I thought we had to talk about it because it was just sort of an amazing human interest story. God bless this family up in Canada. I hope these kids have the time of their lives and that these memories do last a lifetime. And if they do end up with this struggle, as the doctors expect, then they're banking a lot of cool stuff right now. So good for the family. And with that, we're out of time here. Back on the radio, same time as always, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Gutfeld tonight, America's newsroom in the morning. Hope to see you one or both places. In the meantime, have a great night. Thank you for listening to The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch here on The Guy Benson Show, Tuesday edition, back in D.C. after a lot of travel. I am happy to be here in the home studio The Tony Snow Studio at the D.C. Bureau. Check me out tonight on Special Report. I'm joining the panel with Brett and company. That's around 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time, Fox News Channel. And then also scheduled to join Kennedy in the 7 p.m. hour on FBN. So another busy broadcast day in the world of yours truly. Hope you will join us for some or all of the above. And here on the radio show, of course, we remind you, the podcast always free of charge, on-demand, GuyBensonShow.com. Well... Right before the break, I teased something happening in the life and times of producer Christine. She was lamenting on the call, the planning call earlier today, something that her husband has done. And of course, I feel like this show almost exists as marriage therapy for this happy couple. They are mostly happy, but they sometimes have disagreements and they work out the disagreements mostly on national radio. She talks here, he listens to the home stretch, and then they have a head start on their conversation to smooth things over or work it out. So my role as an unlicensed and uncompensated counselor in all of this continues. So Christine, the latest skirmish involves your daughter's school and what, some sort of parental involvement role that you've been lassoed into? What happened here?
3: So what happened is... Uh, Megan goes to a Catholic school, so we pay, obviously, for her tuition for her to go there. And then on top of that, because the Catholics love for everybody to donate so much, uh, you have to give a certain amount of uh, do you, say the Catholics,
1: you, you yourself are Catholic, yes?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. putting myself just, in just there. Just
1: to clarify. Okay. So they love donations, so you've got mm-hmm. the tuition that you have to pay, and then there is... A required donation that just sort of seems like why not just add that number to the tab and call it a day I I almost would resent a required donation more than just including it in the actual cost
3: well I'm gonna explain why because you either write a check and send it off to the school and call it a day or you can work off that donation by donating your time to the school.
1: Mm, like indentured servitude. Uh-huh. Yeah. To a certain extent. Okay, so you have a choice. So mm-hmm. if you're a family that can afford, the check is what, a couple hundred dollars?
3: Uh, it's a little more than that, yeah. but Okay, it's,
1: so if you can afford that, you write the check. Mm-hmm. People who might, you know, maybe blanch at that dollar amount or who feel like they would prefer to donate their time, they have that option as well to what, go to the school and be proctors for things or what it would, you you know. You
3: have to, like, volunteer for, you know, the bake sale. Have you ever heard of a tricky tray? I have not. So a tricky tray, it's kind of cool. Uh, It's all these baskets and all these um, cool prizes, like, you know, nice handbags, maybe even like a small TV or something that has been donated to the school. And then you get raffle tickets and then you put in – like a ticket for what you might want. Like maybe you wanted a coach purse. So you put all your tickets that you bought into the basket and then they pull out a name and you get that prize. It's called Tricky Tray.
1: So you've got a couple options throughout the year where you can sign up for something and you can be a chaperone or help run some sort of extracurricular activity or after-school function. So what's the disagreement here between you and Bobby?
3: So Megan has been going to this school for two years, and guess what we have been doing? Granted, it's COVID times, but we did have things that we could have volunteered for. We've been just writing a check and calling it a day. Time is money to me. I feel like you would agree with me on this one. Uh, Apparently, Bobby has decided without telling me, we're not writing a check this year. We are donating our time. And I got an email yesterday that said I have been signed up for six hours Saturday afternoon to work at the school carnival at the
1: food court of all places.
3: Do (laughs) I look like a gal that belongs at a food court for six hours?
1: I mean, sort of. But you didn't sign yourself up. Did Bobby specifically sign you up for this? Or did he just say, sign us up for whatever so we can fulfill our hours, and they assigned this to you? How did this come to pass? He
3: specifically put me on the food court. I said, couldn't I be like a a ticket taker for a ride? Or couldn't I operate the rides? But apparently that's done by professionals. He didn't even mention
1: this to you at all? All of a sudden you have an email that six hours of your Saturday is gone?
3: Yep. Did not even mention it to me. And the best part is... I go, what did you sign up for? Because I hope I'm not the only one doing this. He signed himself up for security. Not really sure what that entails. He's the muscle.
1: That makes sense. He's the muscle. (laughs) He's intimidating people with his tattoos and everything. That's fine. He's going to get the kiddos safe. But what time are we talking about? Where are these six hours in the day?
3: In the afternoon. My whole afternoon. Oh, that's usually
1: like prime day drinking time for you when you're off in some... Bar, you know, dark bar, drinking, ranting against people, probably me.
3: Why'd you have to go say dark bar? And don't forget, on a really bright day.
1: Yeah, that's your favorite. I remember (sighs) during COVID, the only thing you wanted during (laughs) lockdowns was to go to a dark bar and drink during the day when it's super bright out. It was a very specific fantasy that for some (laughs) reason has stuck with me. And now I'm trying to lure you down to... Like, oh, helligans or whatever in your local neighborhood as opposed to going and doing this duty that you didn't even agree to, Christine. This was against your will? This was yeah, without consent? I did not.
3: No, I did not agree to this. I did not say I wanted to do this. We really never discussed, you know, donating our time. I had mentioned maybe that tricky tray thing or they, you know, they do a wreath sale uh, in December. I thought that'd be cute for like a couple hours. I didn't, I didn't want to sign up for more than maybe like two So what if
1: since and this is very much unlike me in these disputes where I almost always side with Bobby. But what if since he did this without your knowledge or talking it through with you and just gave up your Saturday for you on your behalf? What if you just decided to cry uncle and write a multi hundred dollar check to make the problem go away for the rest of the school year and just hand it in and say, guess what? You can still go do security, but I'm not. Go to the food court because I paid five hundred dollars or six hundred whatever it is, uh, and just be like, surprise, that was my executive decision. How would that go?
3: So I'm going to tell you something. I probably I, listen, I do a lot of crazy things, and I put Bobby in very awful positions, and you know he's always saying, Oh God, what has she done today? I think it's more
1: awkward and embarrassing than awful. But oh yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if I would do that, like, you know, behind his back, but Mm -hmm. maybe I would. I don't know. You think I would?
1: Well, I mean, just picture yourself (laughs) in some food court. It's going to be gross or hot in there. Maybe you're going to have to wear a hairnet. You're going to have to wear a face mask. I'm uh, an ill-fitting apron of some sort for six hours, just chained, chained to like one of those plastic pop-up tables. That's what I'm envisioning.
3: Yeah, like, (gasps) oh, my God, I just had a brilliant idea.
1: Wow, okay, well, this is, this is, actually, can we get the, uh, can we get the Fox News alert? All right, Christine has a brilliant idea. Now, let's just wait if we agree with that particular adjective, because she has a lot of these, and many of them turn out to be suspect, but all right, lay it on us, Christine.
3: What if I wear my hot dog costume? (laughs) I'm sure, like, the food court's going to be like hot dogs and hamburgers. What if I wore the hot dog costume there Saturday? It would be a hit.
1: Well, With whom? With the kids?
3: Anybody, don't you think?
1: I think the most important question to be asked here is you actually have a hot dog costume? That wasn't something that you rented for one day because you lost a bet. You have a hot dog costume in your possession?
3: Yes, of course, I bought it at, like, the Halloween store.
1: Oh, I did not know this was a belonging of yours. I thought that was a one-and-done type of thing. No, you have, you probably lounge around in the hot dog costume (laughs) on vacation and stuff. You secretly love it. Oh, my God,
3: that would be I mean, I would totally bring all the people to the tent, don't you think? And that might you just sort out of go of like, out
1: there and be just like a dancing hot dog. You wouldn't have to do much work. <laughs> you would just have to like get people's attention to come in and pay for food.
3: That's not a bad idea because I did tell Wyatt and Dan I'm very worried about the register. I'm not good at like that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I got fired once math. from a job. Yeah, yeah, I'm not good at quick math. And I told Dan I once got fired when I was a teenager from a pizza place because of it. And Dan goes. Well, I think your math is probably better now. And I was like, Dan, I don't know. I don't think so.
1: No, I, I would not <laughs> I think, that. think so. I would not think that at all. The awkward thing's gonna come when all of a sudden the crazy woman in the hot dog costume is out of control for some reason. It's like we believe this individual may have been drinking. We're not really sure, but we're getting lots of complaints, and they have to call in security to deal with it. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it's Bobby. Right? And we've got a we've got a standoff between husband and wife. I, I feel like all of this could be avoided with the writing of a check.
3: I I tend to agree. I've, I have tears in my eyes right now just thinking Bobby has to go find the hot dog and arrest her.
1: <laughs> no, like he'll know exactly who it is. He'll get, that will come in on the walkie-talkie and he'll be like, oh God, what are we doing? He might go race out and hand in a check to avoid this type of situation in the future. I also think... Now that you have this idea in your head about the hot dog costume, uh huh, you would now pay them to go and quote unquote volunteer at this thing so long as you're allowed to wear this embarrassing costume that you hate so much that you love talking about it and wearing it. I think you're yeah, I-, I think you love this.
3: I didn't even think, I can't believe I just thought about this. This is this is making Saturday not so bad. Um, I did have to cancel my mani petty for this, but it's not, it's making it not, so- oh, maybe you and I can go for mani-pedis on Sunday when we get to um, California.
1: Oh, that is true. We're going to California the very next day. So you have to work <laughs> all day mm-hmm. as a hot dog mm-hmm. and then board a no, cross-country no. flight for a work trip? Yes, Oh, that's quite a weekend. I but look, know. hey, if if you're treating me to a mani-pedi, which is what I'm hearing here, you're offering to uh, pay for my mani-pedi, which I've never had before, if you can believe it. Um, I'm down. Or how about this? Here's the fair bargain: we go to the spa, you get a mani-pedi, I get a facial and massage, you treat, and then we're good. It's a deal. Could. It's a date. Best friends on Sunday. Thank you, bestie, for agreeing to all of this. And I think we have a plan. Well, Bobby's going to hear this whole segment, by the way. And tomorrow I want to know if he has already written the check (laughs) because he's already worried about it because Christine had a thunderbolt from heaven and it was her hot dog costume. And my guess, if I had to bet, is the hot dog costume does not get worn on Saturday. But I don't know. She might be pretty excited about this. Well, if that's not a reason to tune in tomorrow, I don't know what is, aside from our fantastic guest lineup already coming together. Also tonight, reminder, Fox News Channel, special report, I'm on the panel, and Kennedy, FBN, in the 7 p.m. hour, back here, same time, same place, on the radio, Wednesday, for The Guy Benson Show. Have a great night. Home stretch, here on The Guy Benson Show, halfway through the week. Almost completely through today's show, but not quite. GuyBensonShow.com, that's our website podcast always free. Yesterday in this segment, producer Christine was complaining that her husband Bobby had signed her up, unbeknownst to her, for six hours of work at the school carnival this weekend for her daughter. The option is you pay hundreds of dollars in a check at the beginning of the year, then you don't have to volunteer, or you volunteer in lieu of the money. And they'd been writing the check. I guess that party was over, and Bobby decided they were going to do some work. And so he signed both of them up to do different tasks. He was going to do security at the carnival. Christine was going to work in the food court. She was not excited about this. And I thought that she might just make another executive decision over his head and write the check anyway. But then she got excited. Literally during the segment, she thought of the idea of wearing her beloved costume costume of wearing her beloved hot dog costume that she's mentioned way too many times to actually be embarrassed about it. She would wear it to the food court and be sort of like, you know, not only a worker and a volunteer, but the court jester, which is also one of her roles here at the show. Didn't we also, Christine, have some idea? You're going to be like the chief morale officer or chief happiness officer. That was another discussion that we had at one point.
3: Yes, because uh, a lot of companies were starting right. this program where right. they would hire a chief happiness officer. And we yes, and you're going to be would...
1: coming in, yeah. sort of haranguing everyone all the time about being happy and putting on costumes and dancing around and that sort of thing. Oh, no,
3: no, no. You, you said that part. I, did, I never said costumes.
1: No, I seem to recall that you were going to uh, agree to that. But it, regardless— didn't really pan out I guess they weren't willing to give you the raise uh, for whatever that role would have entailed so instead you were like here's a chance to break out a costume and you seem to have a renewed sense of excitement about or maybe a first sense of excitement about doing this volunteer work because it was another excuse for you to wear this hot dog costume that you secretly love so much so I told everyone to stay tuned what was going to happen I almost forgot about this because it's not really the most compelling thing we've ever done here. But during the meeting today, our planning call, you said there was a major development on this front. And now I need to know what it is.
3: I don't think I said it was major, but it was something that bothered me. When we ended the show last night, I called my mom because, don't forget, we moved to an apartment
1: back How in. How could I forget?
3: Right. Right. And my mother has a lot of our decor because we couldn't fit it all, you know, in our home. And she has boxes of costumes and clothing and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So I called my mom and I said, Mom, can you look in the costume box and see if the hot dog costume's there because I need you to bring it up for me? And she said, yeah, OK, hold on. And she was looking through everything. And she said, there, there's I don't see a costume box here. And I know I didn't have it in the apartment, and uh, my husband came home last night after hearing "Home Stretch," which he did not appreciate, and then told me that um, <laughs> he threw out my hot dog costume. <gasps> yeah,
1: I know. He he threw away the hot dog costume mm-hmm. during the move without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a great move! Great opportunity! To ditch the thing, were you furious? I was so upset.
3: I said, why would you throw away a hot dog costume? It's evergreen. I could understand throwing away some of Megan's princess costumes or, you know, stuff from the past that she's not going to use again, but I would assume a hot dog costume is something that you could use over and over again for different purposes.
1: Maybe he just felt like he'd seen you in it so often that, It was time to retire it. And you would never agree to it. So he just took the opportunity. He saw that opening. And into the old dumpster it went.
3: I just, like, I can't imagine. I would never do that to him. Like, if he had, like, a hamburger costume or, I don't know, any, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever he wanted. I What was
1: was the hamburger character at McDonald's? The Hamburglar. No, there's the Hamburglar, but then there was an actual hamburger too was that grimace or was grimace a ridiculous giant like plush thing i could have sworn it was like mr burger I, I don't know Wyatt, look it up i unless i'm hallucinating this i could have sworn there was a lower level mcdonald's character of some sort
3: no grimace but, is supposed to apparently represent a taste bud
1: and it's like a big, giant felt thing, right?
3: Oh, good news. His identity is fluid. Whose? Grimace.
1: Based on what? Based on, what?
3: Uh, based on <laughs> Business Insider from September 8th, 2021.
1: Oh, well, I mean, now, now I will sleep tonight knowing that Grimace is not just one thing. He, he or she, they identify as fluid, and that's fine. As a McDonald's mascot? I don't even know what that's It's a call taste it. bud, I'm, I'm
3: telling you. They they well, identify excuse as Excuse me,
1: bud. but I thought you said it's fluid. How the, can you tell Grimace what Grimace is? But when no, according the, to I, Business Insider, Grimace isn't really sure.
3: Oh, true, because it says identity, not gender.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a taste bud. Then maybe the energy changes. I don't know. I just wish you would be a little bit less offensive and bigoted toward Grimace. Well,
3: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very upset right now, okay? It's not a good uh, yeah, day you for me. Are,
1: yes, that is true. You're traumatized by the loss of your trusty hot dog costume. Was there – this is now going to bother me. Was there a hamburger character, and they would have someone, like, dressed up like a hamburger – who would maybe get chased around by the Hamburglar? Who's a criminal, by oh, the way? I don't know. On. With our with our crime wave, do we need to glorify criminals like the Hamburglar? Mayor McCheese? That's and, uh- it. Mayor McCheese. <laughs> Mayor McCheese, an elected official, apparently. That I had forgotten, that little element. I wonder if Mayor McCheese is a Republican or a Democrat. Or maybe just fluid. Maybe everyone's fluid. Ronald McDonald, you think that'd be – well, let's just – we are so far off the beaten path here and so far off our very important topic, which is you have lost your hot dog costume. Well, not really lost. It has been deliberately taken from you by your husband, which you have now discovered. And the one thing that you are now excited about for Saturday in this six-hour volunteer stint that he signed you up for, you're going to wear the hot dog costume, now it's unavailable to you, it's gone. So are you back to grumpy about the whole situation, and are you considering not going, not paying your dues as a parent, not volunteering your time, but instead signing away a check to the school to let you off the hook for all this stuff?
3: No, it's too late. I have to show up. I mean, listen, remember how bad I was at the class mom thing I can't I do I can't keep doing you know I have to I have to step up here but
1: I'm gonna well, no, t- I, no, I, th- I think the I think the solution is the opposite I think you write the check because when you try to volunteer to do things you sort of butcher them so why run that risk why even try when there is an easy out you know what My therapist,
3: Roy, says I have to have more confidence in my life, so I am confident that I can do a good job at the food court this Saturday. I'm going to put it out there, but I know one way that I could be super excited about going Saturday, and it involves someone else on our team.
1: Oh, boy. Well, it's not me, is it? No, no. Okay, thank God. All right, so whatever the plan is, I'm intrigued. Go.
3: I think. That the school you should hire why why the clown
0: <laughs> to come
3: on Saturday and do balloon animals balloons
1: balloons it's a carnival yes I mean where else would a clown be more welcome than a carnival balloon animals he could make the balloon animals while also like reading out loud editorials from the Wall Street Journal right for the kids it's like a two-in-one. You get a little poodle made out of balloon, and you also learn about President Biden's failing policies on fill-in-the-blank. YY the Clown, would you consider this offer, and what would
0: your rate be? Um, no, this isn't something I would never consider. It, YY has been retired for, for several years, and— <laughs> For for YY to come out of retirement, I mean, it would have to be a very special occasion, and it, it would be, you know, top top dollar. I'm talking into the six figures range for six for, figures. Yep, for that to happen.
1: What about for Cookie's fiftieth, which I think is coming up pretty soon? Would you no 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 consider no, no. coming out of retirement for that event? With you maybe know, with, for that, maybe okay. for that.
3: You See? guys, I'm 41. We've got a while.
1: Well, you know, if you round up, I don't know. So I just I want to make sure that we keep that. And normally Wyatt's the one who keeps the binders full of our records. And he might lose that page agreeing to be Y.Y. the clown. But for something that important, I'm glad that we've established this on the air. We've got many witnesses who are listening right now. And if you're brand new to the show (laughs) and you haven't been listening for very long, you are absolutely baffled and lost. And I commend you if you're still listening, actually. If you're still here for this segment, being totally not in on these, they're not even inside jokes. They're just, they're origin stories. They're the background music of this show. Maybe you've learned a few things. And next time we go off in a preposterous way, you'll know a little bit more. This is how we grow together on the show. This is one of our more ridiculous ones, I will say. And there's a lot of competition, believe me. Stiff competition, but uh, we've, we've really outdone ourselves here on this Wednesday, the 28th of September, 2022. Why don't we just try to bring it back down to earth and have a normal show tomorrow, 29th, a Thursday edition of The Guy Benson Show. We will talk to you then. Same time and place. Have a great night.
0: And the payoff.
2: There goes the deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! Number 61, he ties Roger Maris for the American League single-season record.
1: Home stretch here on this Friday Eve on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com, our website, podcast always free. John Sterling on the call on the Yankees radio network last night in Toronto. Aaron Judge finally, after what, a week? Going homerless, hit one out to left, ended up being the game winning hit as well. That was his 61st home run of the season, tying Roger Maris for the all time AL record. And as I've talked about before, many baseball fans consider that to be the true record because the other guys who beat the record subsequently, famously, notoriously, were on steroids, unlike Aaron Judge. So all rise for the man who has now tied the record and hopefully over the next. Roughly seven, I want to say, regular season games. Judge will set a new record, and that will be for the American League technically, officially, but in my mind and the minds of many others, it will be the new record for number 99. For the New York Yankees, congratulations to Aaron. Finally, that monkey is off of his back. I wouldn't be surprised if he hits another one soon. Hopefully, the Yankees keep playing well because it's just about winning heading into the playoffs. Meanwhile, I mentioned this at the very top of the hour here in the happy hour with Jason Rance. We were talking about how this hour is always sponsored by our friends at The Finnish Long Drink, growing rapidly, expanding the popularity through the roof, thelongdrink.com. And last night on The Tonight Show, Miles Teller, the big actor, he's an investor in The Long Drink. He was talking about the product. They drank it, actually, on the air with Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. Now, we tend to be a gut-felled or bust home at least in our neck of the woods. But this was still a pretty cool thing, talking about the long drink at some length on the air. Here's a little snippet, cut 36. You're an investor in this stuff, and this yeah. beverage called Long Drink. Right. I like this stuff, and I didn't know even that you were an investor. It's in fantastic.
2: This stuff. Yeah. So this, I got involved. Uh, I was just so he starts my way telling the
1: story. story. He starts informing people about what it is. It's the national beverage of Finland. It sort of tastes like a fresca. It's premium liquor, not a seltzer. I'm like, oh, our audience is very familiar with all of these talking points because we've been telling you about them for years. But it's still, a pretty neat thing. And then they did a little cheers and they drank, and Jimmy Fallon had the long drink strong in the black can, 8.5% alcohol. He said his wife is a big fan. She is also Finnish. So just a little thing, maybe you heard about it here first, but long drink's taken over, and we're proud to be a part of it. We're very proud to have them as a sponsor here on The Guy Benson Show. Now, this evening, it is still a school night. I've been trying to cut down on alcoholic beverages Sunday through Friday. And Friday night, it's sort of like, okay, weekend time. But admittedly, I'll confess, I might have an adult beverage or two this evening because I'm going to a concert. I wasn't sure if I was going to pull the trigger. I had it on my calendar as a maybe, almost a call me maybe. And I wasn't sure which direction I was going to go, yes or no. But I'm in town. There were a few seats left on StubHub. And so Adam and I are going to go see Carly Ray Jepsen tonight, actually at this venue that I've never been to. In this cool area in D.C., I've always wanted to go to this theater or concert venue, and she's playing there. I saw on social media some of my friends or people that I know were at her concert in New York last night at Radio City Music Hall, and they loved it. I will say I'm not really a giant Carly Rae Jepsen fan. She is famous for Call Me Maybe, her one big smash hit. I think it's unfair to call her a one-hit wonder because she's had a few other songs that made it to the charts and had some radio play. None of those particular songs are my favorite. The whole reason I'm going to go see her is I like some of her music, but I love one of her songs. And I've gone down the rabbit hole on YouTube watching her perform this song live at Coachella and all these other places. And it looks so fun and the audience sings along and I just want to be a part of it. It's called Cut to the Feeling. I've talked about it on the air before. We've added it as a bumper song here. And it's one of the best pop songs I'd never heard of. I actually first heard it while I was exercising. It's on the Peloton. The instructor played it. And I thought I had discovered a brand new cutting edge hot jam. This goes beyond a bop. It goes from bop into hot jam territory as far as I'm concerned. So when I was done with the workout, I jumped off the bike and I wanted to share on social media this brand new song I discovered. Like, wow, this is really a banger. And I looked it up and it came out in like 2017, I think. So I was behind the curve on this. Apparently it was huge with the gays. I missed it because I'm the worst. Many other people had never heard it. Producer Christine is baffled that I'm going to this concert. It just seems, I guess, in her mind, off-brand for me. I don't know. But I told her I love this song, Cut to the Feeling. She had never heard it. I guess she was out. She was on one of her many vacations when we talked about this. And so I gave her the name of the song. She went and listened to it. And apparently she's not a fan. She does not like the song. I think she's dead wrong. Here's just the chorus in Cut 34. Christine, this is just high-quality pop. It's a great, great chorus. It builds. What is your issue with this song?
3: I feel like it's, like, really cheesy. Very corny. And I think the other song is so much better by Carly Ray. What's her name? Jepsen? I didn't even know yes. people... I didn't even know she was still around.
1: She's got a new album. She's got a fan base. She's selling out these venues. It's not, like, whole basketball arenas but thousands of tickets she has a fan base i'm not even really in it i just want to see her perform live and i want to hear that song
3: that song huh um i would definitely go for the call me maybe song i think that's like
1: that's the one that everyone knows and i think that she actually there was a disservice done in that call me maybe blew up so big that it was played so much, it got overplayed and turned some people off. And then people didn't really take her seriously from that point forward. And I think it may have, in a weird way, stunted her career a little bit. Because, as far as I'm concerned, Cut to the Feeling is just a better song than Call Me Maybe, which is catchy. There's no doubt about it. Which is why they played it roughly a billion times when it was hot whenever it first came out, is years ago at this point. I don't know, Christine. I feel like if you were in the crowd and everyone was singing along and the big build up to the chorus, I'm just surprised as someone who likes pop music. Like you're a Backstreet Boys fan. You're going to complain about corniness? I mean, pop music is often just sort of like bubblegum fun, corny, not that deep, catchy. It has you like tapping your foot and wanting to sing along. To me, this song is like a 10 out of 10.
3: Oh, oh, I mean, I would... Best, best, maybe give it a five. Wow. And I, I I have to say, like hurtful. You know, you and I banter a lot, we make fun of each other a lot on air, but like to me, you're a pretty cool person. Like on the cool chart, you got some points there. No,
1: that's this, wrong. <laughs> I am not cool. I've never been cool. I'm like a nerd that people kind of like.
3: No, I see I don't see it that way, but this makes me question. A lot. Now I know how you feel. Like I don't know. I'm just. It was very shocking to me when you said where you were going tonight. It was also very surprising listening to that song, knowing you liked it. And then when I had to tell you, like, guy, where are you? Where do you stand with Olivia Rodrigo? Because that's. That's where all the kids are at. Those are the bops, as you call it.
1: Yeah, but those are like like 19-year-olds. They're like 19-year-olds who like her, and it's fine. And she stole one of her most famous songs from a millennial, by the way, and it was like basically the same exact song. That was a whole controversy. And look, she's fine. She's got some music that people like. It comes on the radio. I don't mind it. I probably wouldn't go see her in concert, but if she cranked out a hit like Cut to the Feeling, then maybe I'd reconsider Yeah,
2: can I interject here for a second? Christine put on the song yesterday, and her face turned really, really quickly for the worse. And I'm just thinking, sitting here, she's not one to judge because she's obsessed with Phil Collins, and so I'm sitting here thinking, this song is a bop. I I give it that for sure. Thank you. But she's sitting there loving Phil Collins to a degree I've never seen in my entire life and just ripping on this Carly Rae Jepsen song.
1: Well, Dan, okay, I think, I think oh. that's a fair point, except, and here's the thing, Christine, I'm going to be magnanimous. Phil Collins is really good. Phil yes, Collins and Genesis just sold the rights to their music for $300 million. You don't do that by accident without having a lot of hits that people like. I would see Phil Collins in concert, Christine. I'm just surprised as someone who likes sort of some, let's just say, basic pop music. Let's be, let's be real. I think Carly Rae falls into that category, and I am just taken aback by the extent of your hostility, especially on this fantastic song. Wyatt has now put his headphones on, like he has something to say. Quiet, Wyatt. Uh, You're not exactly a musical maven, necessarily. Uh, Will you be at the concert? You live in D.C. I have no idea what your social calendar looks like. Might I see you this evening with Carly?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, I have to kinda of agree with Christine. I'm not a huge fan of this song. It's not wow. not too great. I don't know. I mean, it's like not like something I would like skip if it was playing on like a, a, a shuffle, but like it's not something I would actively seek out to play. I'm amazed. I've probably listened to this
1: song a hundred or two hundred times since I discovered it just a few months ago. I will be able to sing along To the lyrics, unlike most of the songs tonight, I'm actually worried about the other hour and a half or whatever of this concert. I'll know Call Me Maybe. I'll know this one by heart. There's a few other ones that I can't name off the top of my head that I will recognize, and then there'll be some other songs. Who knows? Maybe I'll discover an even more amazing bop that's maybe a deep track that I can share with Christine for her to dump on tomorrow. So we'll find out. I Hear Your Judgment. Wyatt, I hear your judgment, Christine, duly noted for the annual review, by the way. And, Dan, thank you. It is a bop. You are correct. And with that, I'm going to go head off to special report. I can guarantee you I'm the only person on the special report panel tonight going to Carly Ray Jepsen immediately afterwards. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite certain. Who knows? Maybe Brett will be there. No, no chance. I'll be back here tomorrow one way or another. Same time, same place on the radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Hey, and maybe we'll do a caller topic tomorrow so I can actually say call me maybe. Home stretch on this Friday. So close to the weekend, you can almost taste it. Maybe it tastes a little bit like long drink, maybe. It's the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for listening. GuyBensonShow.com, our website. Podcast, always free. Bonus Benson on the weekends as well. It's on demand, no charge to you. Well, last night, it was sort of interesting. Between yours truly and producer Christine, one person was at the pop music concert of a starlet, and the other one was watching football. And to the shock of everyone, myself included, I was not the one watching football. That was Cookie. Watching Dolphins, Bengals, getting all fired up over the TUA controversy and protocols involving concussions and all of that. Meanwhile, I was dancing and singing the night away with a beer in my hand at the Anthem, which is a very cool venue. It's about two to 3,000 people capacity. It was packed. And it was nice. The bars were really nice. The lighting was cool. And it was a very fun place to watch a concert in D.C., right on the Potomac River at the Wharf. I'd never been to that venue before, but I made the decision, as I said yesterday, I think just on Wednesday, I finally decided, yes, we're going to this Carly Ray Jepsen concert. I bought some tickets online, and a great time was had. A little date night. We had some sushi nearby, and then we went to the show. There was an opening act that I didn't know, although... The audience seemed to know a few of her songs. Adam said he recognized one or two of them. And then out came Carly Rae Jepsen with her band. It was her plus six other people. There was a drummer, a bassist, a guitarist, a keyboard and saxophonist guy, and then two backup singers, vocalists. And they put on a good show. There were songs of hers that I recognized, sort of the most popular ones. Then there was Cut to the Feeling that I was waiting for. That was the number one song I wanted to hear. And then along the way, there were a couple other songs that I was unfamiliar with, but I really liked. And as a non super fan of Carly Rae Jepsen's, I'm not afraid to admit that I had my phone out with the Shazam app, where I was having my phone listen to the song and then tell me what song it was so I can then investigate further. And perhaps there were some people standing around me noticing this and judging me, because a lot of people were big Carly Rae stands and they knew all the words to every song. That wasn't me, but I thought it was worth it. She put on a very fun show. She was very bouncy and bubbly and enjoyable. And it was the very last song of the concert. At the end of her encore. That was the moment I had been waiting for, which was cut to the feeling, and the crowd went wild. People dancing and singing. This was one where I knew every word and was belting it out, and it's just such a great song and so upbeat and fun. It's a great pop song, despite what producer Christine says in her wrong judgment, joined in her dissenting opinion by Justice Wyatt, who's also wrong. But I can tell you 2,500, 3,000 people in that building last night were absolutely rocking out to cut to the feeling, and I had a great time. I'll just also say this about the Carly Rae Jepsen concert experience. Sometimes you'll go to a show, and the band or the artist will do a lot of talking. They'll come out, they'll play a song or two and then talk. They'll pander to the local city. Oh, we love you, D.C., all this stuff, or wherever you're at. Sometimes they'll get political right, and they feel like, oh, especially in D.C., I've got to talk about politics. I've got to signal how I feel about things or whatever. There was absolutely none of that. She barely spoke to us at all, like a few throwaway comments introducing songs. That was it. It was just song after song after song, no filler, no preaching, none of that. It was music the whole time. She was only off stage waiting for the encore cheering for, it felt like two or three minutes at the absolute most. And then she came back out for three more, culminating in cut to the feeling. And I left a very satisfied customer. And I recognize that there are some people working on this show right now, and perhaps even listening in this audience, who are haters, right? They are negative Nellie's who feel like this is an embarrassing thing or like it's lame that I went to this show or Carly Rae Jepsen's basic or whatever you want to say. And I'll just say I recognize your hate. I recognize your judgment, and I reject it with relish. I stand by this call. It was a good one. It was fun. And I dare say producer Christine, had she been at this concert, would have gotten a few cocktails at the bar, which was easily accessible, by the way, and they had several of them throughout the venue, and she would have gotten into it and enjoyed the time. So you can disagree. You can send me DMs mocking my choices. That's fine. I know our podcast audience continues to grow. Today is National Podcast Day, which seems like an appropriate time to tell you that we got our numbers in for September, with October right around the corner here, and just blowing out our previous records. Blowing out. Night, like, not even close. And we are so grateful to all of you. It's incredible to be growing this show on the terrestrial side, on the streaming side, on the digital stuff, and, of course, on the podcast. We are just so thankful. That being said, if you're a listener, podcast or otherwise, and you are mocking me for going to a Carly Rae Jepsen concert on a Thursday night, I'm sorry. I, I will simply not back down. I won't. And I hope that you think of me as a person of conviction who sticks to my guns. (laughs) And I'm going to do that on behalf of this person that I'd never seen before. And you know what? I would see her again. I would go see her again. I would. Adam was a fan of the show. He enjoyed it. He said he would not necessarily race back to a Carly Rae Jepsen show because he's sort of checked the box now and seen it. But I think if she were to come back to my neck of the woods in the next couple of years— Perhaps with some new songs, one or two of which I really liked, I might now bring someone else because Adam might not want to go with me. Maybe I'll force Cookie to come down from New Jersey to prove how wrong she is about this. So now I've had my say about my big evening. It's been an unusually busy music concert attending season for me. I'm not a huge music person overall, and yet in the last couple of months, I saw Coldplay in London. I saw the Backstreet Boys at the invitation of a Backstreet Boy. Now I've seen Carly Rae Jepsen. I feel like I might be missing another one. I've seen an unusual number of concerts, at least based on my usual pattern. And I'll tell you, it's enjoyable. I think it's fun. Maybe I'll do some more. All right, Christine, let the mockery begin. I know that you're just waiting to get in here.
3: You know what? I'm going to go a different direction here with this. Oh. So you like Carly Rae Jepsen, and she's from Canada, correct?
1: She is Canadian, yes, as it turns out. She's Canadian.
3: I, too. I, too, like music from Canada. And I would like...
1: Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, no. Don't, don't. I know where this is going now.
3: So I'm, I'm going to let this... I'm just going to let this lie. I'm not going to say any more... Dan, I
1: don't know why you're laughing. No, I'm I'm actually so glad that you brought this up because I didn't
3: even bring anything up yet.
1: No, you did. Oh, you did. I didn't even say because, anything yet. Yeah, you're not you're not talking about Celine. You're not talking about Shania and other fantastic Canadian artists. You're talking about a different band that I had forgotten that you liked. Like love. Which which reminds me that you have absolutely no standing to make fun of me about liking Carly Rae Jepsen. Wait a
3: second. He, oh, you are good at this. You just turned this whole argument against me. I was going to say that to you. That no, you, you it. you have no stand. You can't make fun of me anymore for loving Nickelback. No, no, no. no. Because no. you like Carly yeah, There Rae. it is.
1: There it is. Nickelback. You like Nickelback, and you're going to come here and tell me that cut to the feeling is bad and Carly Rae Jepsen is lame? Ma'am, have you no shame at all? I had forgotten that you like Nickelback until you chose to raise this issue in an epic cookie backfire.
3: No, I don't. I don't look at it that way. I look at this. I'm sure, you
1: don't. This but just, you also look at Nickelback and say, "Oh, that's a good band." So I that, question your judgment.
3: I was explaining to Dan how much I love Nickelback. Like truly love them. I mm-hmm. there's so many songs that I love. And I, I was just looking up to see if I could even see them on tour. and Like
1: what? Like, what's a big Nickelback song that you love so much? How
3: You Remind Me.
1: Ooh, uh-huh. What
3: Come on. Photograph?
1: Look at oh. this photograph.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar, Far Away. Oh, Rockstar is so bad. Some days probably Some days, probably my all-time favorite. Far
1: Away, I, as I've stated before, I don't hate Far Away. But let me just, it, it's important for me to underscore this point. Producer Christine, for the last 48 hours, has been heaping scorn, opprobrium, and ridicule on my head because I went to go see Carly Rae Jepsen and some of her hot jams and appealing bops as if I have bad taste. When Producer Christine, I would imagine, I'm just envisioning her right now, already blowing up her Christmas inflatables, because it's almost October, surrounded by out-of-season Christmas inflatables in her new hot dog costume that she's ordered to replace the other one that got, quote-unquote, accidentally thrown out, sipping boxed wine and cranking Nickelback, and I simply will not take lectures on taste from someone doing any of those things, let alone all of them. Christine, what do you have to say for yourself?
3: Have you ever heard the song If Everyone Cared?
1: Because it's, I'm sure it's, it's a good, I have not. It's a good bop as, what, as mm, how I, you... I, I don't think that anything in the catalog of Nickelback qualifies as a bop. Dan, you're the music guy. Please back me up on this. They don't produce bops, whatever you think of them.
2: They don't produce bops. They produce songs that got very popular, but, I mean, the hate they've gotten in the past, like, ten years, you just can't get over that, and it's just one of the more fascinating things I've learned about Christine, that she's a huge Nickelback fan. Like, I haven't heard someone out loud admit that they're a Nickelback fan in a very long time.
1: I know. So let me just quickly poll here. Dan, if you had to choose one or the other, a Carly Rae concert with me or a Nickelback concert, if they even exist, with Cookie, which one would you pick?
2: Well, I already added cut to the feeling to my running playlist, so I'm going Carly, there we go. Carly Rae Jepson.
1: Yeah, there's, there's your answer right there. Wyatt, I know you were skeptical of Carly Rae, But if you had those two choices, binary choice, which
0: one would you pick? Well, I've never heard of a—I never heard of Nickelback before. Like, I've never heard a song, so I I couldn't tell you— You know what? Let me give you a homework assignment, Wyatt.
1: (laughs) Over the weekend, why don't you go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and listen to some offerings from Nickelback, and then you can answer the question perhaps next week. Sounds good. Maybe I'll ask this exact same question of Condoleezza Rice. That'd be a good use of my time next week when we— actually are going to interview her in person out at Hoover at Stanford doing the whole week of shows from Palo Alto, California, Monday through Friday next week. The guest lineup is unreal. I am so excited for next week's shows. I hope you are as well. Much more to come on that front on Monday's show from Hoover. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Stay sane. It's the Guy Benson Show.
2: That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.